When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is SENZ Phoenix Nation, thanks to Oppo. Coming up on the show, Bree Edwards, the new number one goalkeeper at the Phoenix Liberty A-League women's team. We're also going to catch up with a member of the Flight of the Phoenix fan group as well. But right now, it is the brand new signing. Uh, Nico Boxel joins us. Uh, g'day, Nico. How are you settling in, mate? And how was your first training session? G'day, mate. Yeah, uh, doing all good. Uh, just trying to get the legs under me, get the jet lag and all that good stuff out of the body. But, um, yeah, hitting the ground rolling and, yeah, good to be here. Yeah, man. Well, it's interesting you said getting your, getting your legs under you because uh, Jacob Spoonley, who I know you know from your Auckland City days, uh, mm-hmm. was on a show on the on the station earlier in the week and he said the Boxel brothers are absolute machines, so fitness won't be a problem. Uh, I don't know about Spooners. You know, you can't trust lawyers these days, so anything <laughs> they say... <laughs> <laughs> take with a grain of salt exactly yeah uh you, you mentioned uh you know the jet lag you've obviously been over in spain and then morocco with auckland city uh, how was that experience for you playing you know playing against barca b and the korean champions over there and then taking part in the in the club world cup i really enjoyed the whole experience um yeah really enjoyed the boys the environment um uh, coaches you know playing some uh good football and yeah, some great oppositions, good atmosphere. Uh, just really cool to be in that environment, um, you know, playing, I guess, some pretty high stakes and high pressure football. Um, you know, yeah, overall, just great experience. You've you've played over in Europe. You played a bunch in uh, Finnish clubs. You played in Germany. You played in Denmark. Of course, you went over to San Diego. Played over there for a while as well. How did you find the step up and level to say Barca B or Alalahi? Um, honestly, I feel like the the differences, the the nuances in the game are just very slight, very very yeah, very minimal, but. Obviously, yeah, good players, different styles of football, um, different cultures. Um, so it's, yeah, all a little bit different. But once you adapt and kind of, yeah, adjust after the first 10, 15 minutes, yeah, it's just football at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, and how did the move from Auckland City to, to the Phoenix come about? I mean, at what point did uh, did you get, in, uh, get contacted about maybe um, playing in the A-League? Um, yeah, as I mentioned in another interview, I yeah literally got back Saturday from the Club World Cup, got a call Sunday, and flew down Monday. Um, so it was all pretty quick. Um, I was looking at different opportunities, had passed on a couple, um, so I was I was ready. I was ready to go. Um, whatever popped up, and that actually interested me um and yeah spending some time in new zealand a bit more time than i have in the last 12 years is certainly appealing to me so yeah 
Yeah, the club's changed a lot, I, I guess, uh, since Michael played um, for the Phoenix. But uh, did you did you get in his ear about it, uh, about what it was like? Um, I guess the only bits I know about his time here was when I visited him, and um, yeah, years ago when he would tell me about it. But yeah, obviously now things are different. Um, I actually didn't tell him that I'd signed until. I was on my way to the airport. Um, yeah, you know, life life was busy, and I know he's he's got his life as well over there. So yeah, but no, we had a good little laugh and good chat. So I think yeah, he was kind of buzzing for me. So yeah, I mean, have you kept an eye on the A League when you've been living, you know, stateside or up in Europe as well? I mean, have you is it, is it a league that you kept an eye on? Obviously, I always keep track of, you know, the boys uh, that I know through the All-Whites. And obviously it's, yeah, New Zealand's only professional team. So definitely like to see how they're doing. Um, and then, yeah, just because I was somewhat interested in staying in New Zealand a bit longer, uh, I definitely had kept an eye out, see how they were doing um, this season. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, San Diego Loyal were playing in the USL, right? Which is the league underneath the MLS. Um, mm-hmm. And the MLS, you know, watching it from here looks like probably uh, another league up or half a league up, at least from, from where the A League is. How do, how do you compare them and, and how have you found training so far? Um, yeah. I mean, USL, it's a massively growing league as well. Um, they're investing a lot into the game and, yeah, it was again. It's another culture, different style of football, um, heavily physical, um, athleticism focused, and um, yeah, definitely has its difficulties. But yeah, that's just like anywhere in the world. Um, but yeah, definitely, yeah, m- maybe it's similar. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. I obviously haven't played any games. That's that's where you can truly tell the difference. Um, but yeah. Trainings, training's been good, good intensity. Um, and yeah, now just, like I said, getting my legs under me, getting the first little lung buster, getting the cobwebs out. And yeah, I'm sure we'll slip right in. Yeah. When you when you uh, were talking to Ufuk Tale about signing for the Phoenix, did you talk positionally? I mean, I know that you, you've played right back, you've played centre back. I think you've even played from your Auckland City days the first time round. You played a bit of holding midfield. I mean, is there, did you have those kind of conversations? Um, not too much. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, there wasn't a whole lot done, I think, just because things were pretty quick and the deadline was the next day. Um, it was pretty much just mainly as defensive cover um, or, you know, just securing up the back and providing whatever uh, they need. Um, so, yeah, I think those talks will come as things progress and also he gets an idea of me as a player. Yeah, and what, and what you can offer. I mean, do you have a preference nowadays as to as to where you would like to play? Um, on the field, Preferably, um, <laughs> yeah, I have yeah played everywhere in the back in my professional career. I started out as a holding mid uh, when I was first in Finland. I actually enjoyed that a lot, and then just by necessity, I just dropped back into the centre back, um, and that's where I'm. I would say 
most familiar with the game feel most comfortable and have the most kind of impact. But again, I like to think I can play football and understand the game fairly well. So can kind of slot in where's needed. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing the, the, the center back position, for example, has changed a lot in the last 10 years, right? I mean, it's, it, mm-hmm. it's, uh, a lot more nuanced now and you, you've got to have a passing game you can't just launch it every every time you get on the ball uh how much mm-hmm. of of that has been a work on for you um well, i guess that is i would say that's a that's a part of the game that i love and it is a strength um yeah growing up in high school even i didn't really see myself as a holding mid but that's where I guess the coach at the time, Kim Fallon, saw me and um, then I yeah, grew to love that position. And I think then as the game has progressed, I guess my comfort with the ball in that position then has allowed me to then also use that um, in the as a centre back. So, yeah, for me, I guess work on has been everything, you know, always trying to improve um, and can always yeah, do better. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess with with sixes generally, there are there are, there are a couple of different types of sixes, right? There's that there's the hard man and the enforcer, and then there's the guy that can quarterback it. So you mm-hmm. fall more into the quarterback or the hard man, do you think? Yeah, probably a bit more of the hard man. Just you know, kick the ball sometimes, kick people the other times, um, and yeah, try clean everything up, keep it simple. Yeah, <laughs> if it's there, kick it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, quality. Hey, uh, Nico, before we let you go, mate, it'd be good to get to know you a little bit better as a new signing for the Wellington Phoenix. So I've got five five quick questions for you. All right. Hope Uh, I have five quick answers. (laughs) Fingers crossed. If you weren't playing football, what would you do? What would would your career be? I guess depends which time period we're talking because if I... Just out of college, probably would have gone into investment banking, something like that. Now, maybe I could do something in sport performance um, or psychology even. Um, yeah, I have a wide range of interests. So, yeah. yeah. You're not looking to pursue that modeling career then? <laughs> Did Spooners tell you that one too? Yeah. <laughs> he might have mentioned something. He might have mentioned something. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, if I grabbed your phone now and I had a look at Spotify, uh, what's on there, mate? What's your, what's what's your most played? Do you reckon? Uh, probably Dave, Burner Boy, um, Saint John, and then probably some oldies. Yeah, some classics. Yeah, <laughs> uh, nice, mate. Nice. Oh, you've got a uh, if you've got a weekend off, right? No, no training, no game. You can have a bit of a cheat weekend. What's the what's the go to comfort food? Comfort food, Oof. I love to cook. So I'm not too sure. Something. Do you have I, a signature I, dish? I love. It. I can cook anything. I would say reasonably well. I can follow a recipe. Um, so I said whatever I'm craving. But I guess nothing beats homemade burgers. Yeah, love a good burger. Love a good, can't can't go past a burger. I, I ask this question a lot, and the amount of um, chicken uh, fried chicken burger answers I get is amazing. So, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Stevie Ugarkovich gave me that one last week, so there you go. Gotcha. So, yeah. 
Um, what about uh, you kicking back on the couch? What's your what's your go to TV show? Have you got a favorite TV show, movie, something something that you follow? Uh, no, I'm not really watching anything at the moment. Uh, I kind of try to avoid the screens as much as possible. More of a reader. Um, but then, yeah, do love a movie every now and then. What's on the bedstand then? What are you reading? Right now, I'm re- uh, reading Tipping Point, Malcolm Gladwell. Um, yeah, that one's. I prefer nonfiction, um, but have dabbled into the fiction and whatnot. Um, but yeah, Tipping Point at the moment. And trying to think what else. What did I bring down with me? Uh, tipping Point, The Power of Now, Untethered Soul. Uh, there's a few more there, but yeah, yeah, cool. So a lot of a lot of, uh, I guess, self improvement type stuff. Is that right? Yeah, I would say there's there's a bit of that for sure. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. All right, final question for you. As a kid growing up, uh, posters on the wall, the shirt you wanted for Christmas. Who was it? Who was your favorite player slash club that you followed? Uh, Jonah Lomo. to be fair that he was he was my idol growing up uh yeah Uh, to be fair yeah when i grew up when i was growing up i wanted to be an all black um played all sports growing up but rugby was my first sport and then yeah around 10 11 i switched to football um um, yeah growing up trying to think oh because of my brother sort of started then to follow arsenal um, but yeah, didn't really have any players that I really looked up to. No, no accounting for taste, eh? Your brother, Arsenal, it's terrible. No, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, um, Siggy Ben Zygmunt, uh, when he came back, when he was still playing, he came back from Czech Republic. He had a uh, a bit of an ugly um, experience with a club there, and he came back a bit disillusioned. And he went back and played club rugby for a season in Christchurch. Oh really? Um, yeah, and he played on the wing. I mean, if you were gonna, if you were gonna switch out and play, you know, first grade rugby in Wellington, for example, uh, where do you think you'd, you'd you'd play on the field? Ooh. Maybe I'd be I could give first five a go. You know, get a little yeah. kicking in there, get stuff to try run the show a bit. Um, probably do not have the rugby IQ, uh, but uh, go for a little run and. Try to avoid the big hits. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, mate, Bowden Barrett, Richie Mwanga are off after twenty twenty three. Who knows? That dream could still hey. come true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that dream of being an all black wasn't so far fetched then. No. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> uh, Nico, thanks very much for your time, bro. Uh, great to have you on the show, and uh, best of luck with your time at the Phoenix. And look forward to uh, seeing you guys pick up three points against Macarthur this weekend. Easy. Appreciate you, Ricardo. Chat soon. You're on SENZ. This is Phoenix Nation. Thanks to Oppo. And uh, joining us today is, she doesn't wear the number one on her back, but technically she's the number one this season at the Phoenix because uh, Lily's been out injured. So uh, Brianna Edwards, uh, hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on. Yeah, mate. It's great to have you. Great to have you. Um, Now, the beginning of this season, I'd imagine, you know, when you started pre-season training, you probably didn't think you were going to play 10, 11 games this season, but here you are, you've started every game so far. How's that been? A hundred percent. I definitely came into the season not expecting to play at all. You know, it was definitely one of my goals to play, but 
I, I never expected it to kind of happen like this. And, you know, it's it's been incredible and it's been such a journey from the first game and, you know, from preseason to now. And I think I've just grown and grown into the role and into the position and it, it's been amazing. Yeah. Uh, at what point in preseason did you go, I'm going to be starting the first game? Um, I'd like to say I, I knew, but I honestly didn't. I, I always had kind of a doubt in my mind. I think once I knew Lily was injured, I knew I would have to work really, really hard, you know, throughout preseason. I knew that, you know, Candy was going to be competing for that spot as well. And we were, we were both in that. So I think that, um, yeah, it kind of wasn't until I think it was the week before um, the first game, Nat came up to me and was like, we're going to start you. And I was, I actually cried because <laughs> I was so excited and so happy and, you know, I'd worked really hard and I felt like I deserved to be there and I, I got the opportunity and that was, it kind of only happened a week before really. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I mean, you did play a few games last season, right? And you, I mean, so this is your second season as a full pro. How, where, sorry, where do you think your game has improved from the beginning of say last season to where you are now? I definitely think that, um, you know, my communication and uh, my leadership has definitely um, gone leaps and bounds from last year. I think definitely having, you know, Lily sidelined has has meant that I've had to step into more of a leadership role. You know, goalkeepers are often the leaders from the back. So I, I knew that that was something that I'd have to, you know, pick up on and like take notes from what Lily does. And um, definitely that's probably one of the biggest things that I've seen growth-wise. Also, you know, um, with games comes experience and being able to, you know, read plays and make decisions, um, you know, being able to bounce back from when things don't go as you plan. Um, I think that's also definitely been something that I've I've learned a lot and grown a lot from last year. Yeah, that's awesome, man, because I guess, you know, you, you're, you're still, uh, what, 20? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're still young, right? Um, and I guess when you're playing with older players or in a bigger group, trying to find that voice and be commanding and say, "Hey, you need to do what I say," and and actually, you know, as you say, boss the back four if you like. That that's got to that's got to take some kahunas, right? You got to you got to develop that. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's a little bit in my personality already, but definitely being able to step into that and you know use that strength that I think I definitely have, you know, as a as a leader in the group. Um, yeah, I think that's been big. One of the things watching you, I think, is one of your strengths is is claiming crosses. You don't seem to have too much fear on that front. Your team, you're quite uh, physical and you're quite happy to come out and knock players over and get the ball and back yourself. Uh, is that something that you've worked on uh, with Ryan and things, and and you know, and in the gym? I mean, how much how much tin are you throwing around? Yeah, definitely. I think honestly, um, going into the twenties World Cup. Um, I I got told by my coaches that my weakest point was actually crossing and wow. coming to claim crosses. And, you know, I definitely was not confident at all in doing it. But I think after that, when I knew that that was the reason why maybe I didn't get game time, um, I was like, you know, this is what I want to work on. I'm just going to be brave and I'm going to do it. Um, so that definitely has played, like, it's definitely um, been something that I've worked on and it de definitely did not come naturally. Um <laughs> Gym is one of my favorite places and I've been, you know, doing doing that two times a week and, you know, working hard in that and that's definitely helped a lot. Yeah, have you got your poses down? Do you stand sideways in the mirror and give it give it one of the old <laughs> bicep flexes? Uh, 
I think I'd get some funny looks for everyone. <laughs> nice, I mate. might have to work on it. You what? Sorry, I might have to work on that one. You might have to, yeah, you work on that one. That work on that one. Oh, I mean, as you look at your game now, where do you? Where is your improvement now? Because you've obviously worked on something. You know, we've talked about with you coming for crosses and things. You've worked on something. You've improved that to a point that it looks like a strength now. So what's next for you? Um, definitely just more game awareness, more game experience. Um, I think that's, you know, that's where my game can probably improve the most is, you know, decision making and, um, you know, bouncing back from things and um, being able to solve problems in the games. And I definitely think that's something that comes with experience and it comes with game time. And, you know, it comes with being in these high level environments more and, you know, being in the Ferns environment and um, playing with experienced players and, sitting behind goalkeepers like Lily and like Erin. And um, I definitely think that that's something that I can keep working on Um, distribution and like, you know, nothing's ever perfect for me, for anyone, for any athlete. So I definitely think there's lots of things that I'll, I'll keep nitpicking at. Yeah, I mean, you're probably young enough that it uh, that, that it's happened at, at the right time for you. But, you know, the way that goalkeepers have developed in football, and I, I always look to, you know, Pep Guardiola and the way that he went, Joe Hart, big man, great shot stopper, great crosser, can't play the ball with his feet, don't want him. Um, all of a sudden, you have to be able to play with your feet out of the back. Um, how much of that have you worked on? And have you always been a keeper or were you an outfield player at some point and, and you've retained some of that? Um, yeah, I was I was an outfield player probably until I was 11 or 12. Um, I played centre-back and striker <laughs> and I I hated running so I was like you know what I I like it in the goals um but definitely having the ball at my feet um has definitely been one of my strengths you know I love being in the field player sessions and um doing like passing drills and like working on my feet only and you know in the off season I I love to focus on like not having the ball in my hands and just having the ball at my feet. And I definitely think that's, that's become one of my strengths. And, you know, it's always been kind of something that sets me apart from other goalkeepers, especially older goalkeepers. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at uh, Edison, you know, at City as a prime example, having said Pep, but I mean, some of those balls that he can ping, you know, 60, 70 yards and he just puts it on, puts it on a dime. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. yeah, that's what you want. Um, yeah. on on your footwork, um, I've heard lots of different goalkeepers and goalkeeping coaches talk about different things that they do to help with with footwork, and a lot of it, uh, you know, the outside of the box thinking on it is dance, and they get involved in dance, and they might take players for solstice lessons or or something like that. Is that anything that you've looked at? Anything that you've tried to, you know, improve your footwork? Funnily enough, I actually grew up dancing. Um. My mum owns a dance school in Sydney, um, and so I danced probably until the age of 15 or 16. So that was a huge part of, it still is a huge part of my life, you know, being part of the family for for years. And, um, yeah, so that's actually, funnily enough, yes, I have, and I've done <laughs> it for 15 years. So, um, yeah. I guess it, it's hard to know how much it helps your game, given that you've always had it. It's not something you've not had and then you've discovered it. Yeah, I definitely think it, it, it made me um, more agile and, you know, more more able to move my feet quickly. And I think that was that's such a huge part of why I'm here, why I'm where I am. And I always knew I was never going to be a dancer, but yeah. it, it just it really it really pushed me in, in football. And I definitely credit part of it to dancing. Yeah. 
Now, you, you mentioned um, Sydney, as you said, and dance. Um, so there's a bit of an accent there. And I, I know you were born and bred in Sydney. So you had the option, New Zealand or Australia. You, you've played under 20s for New Zealand. Uh, where are you on that, on your international future? Um, I definitely think, you know, New Zealand is is my my home now. My you know I I could I can't imagine myself not not playing for the Ferns and not not being a part of that setup anymore. Like um, at the beginning, it was I was a bit on the fence, you know, as as you would be. You know, I want what's best for my career and what's going to be best for my um, for pushing me in football and where I'm going to get the most opportunities. Um, but you know, New Zealand football and the Phoenix and everyone over the last couple of years has come become like a family and, you know, being a part of the Fern set up just a couple of weeks ago and being a part of the twenties, it just, it definitely showed me that my heart does lie with New Zealand and I can't see myself changing. Awesome, mate. We've got a, a lot of depth to keeper at the moment, to be fair, you know, yeah. um, with Anna Leet playing really well. Erin's obviously been around for a while. you got you got Lily as well. Vic Essen. So, you know, we've got a, a lot of keepers, but what was the experience under Yipka like and being in that Ferns camp? It was amazing. Um, I definitely think the word I would describe would be there's so much um heart in that team and there's so much heart in that setup and it's it was it was such a great first tour for me and I, I really enjoyed it. I, I learned so much. I was only in for for four or five days, but I really felt like I became part of the team and you know, um everyone was so welcoming and um Yetka is a amazing coach and I have I haven't had her for many sessions, but you know, just just being in that environment, uh, you can you can tell what what a coach like like Yetka can do for a team. And um, yeah, it was it was crazy. It was very surreal, and uh, it was an amazing experience. Awesome, man. Also, well, let, let's find out a little bit more about you, Bree. Um, you come from a dance background, so where did football come into the equation? Was that dad's influence, or where where did it come from? Um. My my mom when when my so I have a twin sister and when mm-hmm. my sister and I were younger, um she always wanted us to play a team sport. Um so when we were about eight, she decided that we would play football because she didn't really want us to play netball. She kept you know she she wasn't too fussed on that, so she was like, let's just try football. No one in my family had really played football before, so we we just um we gave it a go and you know we kind of stuck with it. Um from then, yeah. Is your sister any good? Yeah, she plays um MPL. We actually play in the same MPL team in Australia. She plays in first grade. She's she's one to watch, hundred percent. One one to watch. All right, and another another potential fern down the line. Definitely. Definitely. Where where does she play up front? Did you say? Uh, yeah, up front. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll keep an yeah. eye out. Keep an eye out. Now, uh, you've obviously said you didn't grow up around football as such. Uh, you know, yeah. there was no influence in the family. But do you have a team? Is there a team that you kind of, when you were a kid, you started following? Posters on the wall, shirt for Christmas, that stuff? Not really. I was kind of I was kind of that kid that played football but didn't really live football, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I wasn't too fussed about watching football, probably not until the last couple of years when I knew that watching football helps improve your game. Um, you know, when I kind of decided that this was what I wanted my career to be. Um yeah, I didn't really watch football, didn't really grow up with it around, you know. My family was more into um, rugby and, you know, um, the, the the performing arts industry and, you know, so, um, yeah, not really. Never really had any, like, idols or anything. I just I just loved the game and, and loved being a part of it. 
All right, Bree, what about if I grab your phone right now and have a look at your uh, Spotify account? What am I going to find on there, mate? What is, what's, what, what's, the, what's the last song you played, maybe? What's your guilty pleasure? Uh, I, listen to, I listen to a lot of different music. I listen to everything from sad music to um, rap to house music. Like the last thing I was listening to was actually a house playlist. But, um, you know, I, lo- I love everything. I'm very, very versatile, very eclectic lots of different things um not really into one genre but definitely can can work out to sad music which is insane but you know it just gets me hyped to be honest yeah nice nice and uh, uh, after football um you know sitting at home on the couch feet up uh what's on the tv you got a favorite show you're following at the moment or a movie or something um, at the moment i'm currently watching the witcher with my housemate which awesome. has yeah, I, I just kind of clicked on it one day. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then we've actually probably binge watched the first, we probably binge watched the first season in three days. Wow. So, yeah, <laughs> it was it was pretty intense. But, yeah, onto the second season now. So we have probably three days and then I'm probably done. So Yeah, <laughs> looking for something new. Yeah, yeah, cool, man, cool. And finally, uh, Brie, um, there's a question I, I like to ask uh, everyone that I get on um, about, you know, to get to know them a little bit better. It's uh, who's the most famous person you've met? Oh. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> hmm. I met TJ Perinara the other day in oh, the yeah. facility. Yeah, we spoke. He's probably up there with one of the most famous people. Um, yeah, I can't think of anyone else, really. <laughs> TJ will do. TJ will do. He's been in All Black for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. My dad loves the All Blacks. He has a, a secret obsession. So I, I rang, him, rang him and told him, I'm, I just met TJ. I just spoke with him. <laughs> he, he, was, he was stoked. He was like, did you get his signature? I was like, no, Dad, I'm not asking you for his signature here. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Hey, Bree, thanks very much for your time, mate. Good luck this weekend and uh, continue the upward trajectory. Really enjoying watching your career develop. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is SENZ. It is Phoenix Nation. And uh, Bozidar Kreev uh, did a stand-up after training today. And he was asked initially about just how important this game this weekend against the MacArthur Bulls is. Very important, how you said, very tight. But in my opinion, from now until the playoffs, every game is going to be like final. Bozadir Krajev, the playmaker for the Wellington Phoenix, was then asked if he's still confident in the way that the team's playing and that they can meet their goals for this season. Yeah, uh, still, we are, we are in a good position to attack the playoffs, so we, we stick on this. like. This is our confidence that nothing is lost. You're listening to a stand-up the Bosnia Krajev did earlier today for the Wellington fans. He's also asked about Wellington. He's here on his own. How's he settled? I settled very well, so I feel very, very happy in Wellington. Everything is very good. I feel very settled. At a stand-up today, Bosnia Krajev was also asked about the suspension and whether or not that affected his form because he was scoring goals for fun early hasn't scored one since he came back. No, no, uh, totally the opposite. I feel in very good shape now. Okay. Just that I'm not scoring goals, that doesn't mean that I'm not performing well, in my opinion. So 
I stay calm, I work every day hard and keep going. Oscar is in very good shape. He, he's, this, this track is very, very, very good. So many goals. And that's very important for the team. And if we, if we win with these goals, even better. This is Phoenix Nation on SENZ, and joining us from the Flight of the Knicks fan group is Blake Forbes. G'day, Blake. How are you? Great, thanks, Ricardo. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good, good. Hey, uh, now, Flight of the Knicks is a reasonably new fan group um, that's developed in the last couple of years, and you guys have been... Uh, I, I guess pretty prolific on on your socials and and things. You've got a YouTube channel, got podcasts, all sorts. Do you want to just tell us how people can jump on with those? So if they want to fly to the next, they can find us at fly to the next on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or one of our two YouTube channels, the Fly to the Next YouTube channel or the BFD Podcast YouTube channel, where we sign on, upload all of our interviews whether that be Phoenix or we, if you are interested in other sports as well, other genres, uh, music, whatever you're into. Yeah, cool, man. Cool. Sounds like you're keeping busy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, mate. How, how long have you been a fan of the Knicks? Well, I've been a fan since around 2012. Um, um, so I, as, so I was a, a about 12 um 12 or 13 back then and uh so yeah yeah cool man uh, who's your who's your favorite phoenix player of all time do you reckon um many musket many musket oh, he didn't die wondering did he mate he left the left the boot in a bit too didn't he i've got many favorites um number one uh I for Brocky, just a couple. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, man. Well, it's good players over the years. What about yeah. a favorite, a favorite game or a favorite moment? Um, uh, so many. Uh, I'm actually enjoying the current season right now mm. with Oscar Zawada. He's become one of my new favorites at the moment. Yeah, he's scoring. He's scoring for fun, isn't he? Just about every game. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I also, yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say? Other teams as well, yeah. What was your first next game, do you remember? Uh, The one that I can remember, uh, I went to see Melbourne City for my 16th birthday. When they first became Melbourne City, after they just transitioned from the heart era. Yeah, right. Okay. With you, mate. With you. All right. Well, hey, listen, Blake, it's great to have you on. And uh, we do this thing um, most weeks called the Phoenix Fan Challenge, thanks to Oppo. We've got some uh, Oppo uh, earbuds to give away as well, the WX11 uh, Air Pros. Um, so all you got to okay. do, I've got five questions. It's kind of like a penalty shootout. You've got to, you've got to score three, all right? So you've got to get three right to, to win. Yeah, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. First question. Who did the Wellington Phoenix sign Nico Boxall from? Uh, Auckland City FC. Boom, and we're off to a winning start. Okay, so you're one for one. 
Last time these two teams met, um, meaning the the Phoenix and MacArthur, who play this weekend, the Knicks won four one. Can you name one of the four goal scorers? Uh, oh, I I'm not very good at these. Uh, no, pass. Sorry, Ricardo. Yeah, you don't want to have just a guess. Just give, give me a name of any next player from this season. Da- da- David Ball. No, it wasn't David Ball, unfortunately. You could have had Clayton Lewis, Ben Wayne, Ben Old, or Krayev as well. Those are the four goal scorers. All right, so you won from two. You just need two more. The next women play Western Sydney Wanderers this weekend. Who did the Wanderers lose to last weekend? Was it... Uh, was it victory? It was victory. Well done. Slotted it. Okay, two from three. You just... One answer away from uh, scoring yourself uh, some of those Oppo headphones. Here's your fourth question. How many points off Newcastle in the table are the Phoenix women? I'm going to go 12. Mm, No, six, six, but they've got two games in hand. So if they can win those, they'll catch Newcastle. All right. So it's all down to this one. And I've got a feeling you might know the answer to this one, Blake. So here we go. It was the Scott Wooten derby in the EPL this morning. Manchester United versus Leeds. Of course, he played for both. But which club did he play most games for? Uh, Was it Manchester United? No, unfortunately, it was Leeds. Played 66 times for Leeds, three for Manchester United. Oh, that's okay, Ricardo. Unlucky, Blake, unlucky. Hey, listen, thanks for coming on and having a chat, and thanks for playing, man. Uh, enjoy the games this weekend and enjoy the rest of the season with Flight of the Knicks, eh? You, you too. Thanks for having me on. couple of minutes away from four o'clock here on Phoenix Nation. Thanks uh, for your texts that have been coming through too on double eight, double three. Uh, Damien, Damien, uh, yeah, Nico, uh, when I interviewed him, um, Nico Boxall, the new Phoenix signing, had literally just come off the training paddock. So he was he was pretty knacked, actually. Uh, uh, at the beginning of the interview, I think he says uh, that his legs uh, his legs were uh, were pretty done. Um, so yeah, no, he was he was not um, imbibing. Should we say? Uh, I can tell you that much for free. Uh, he was just a bit knackered. He flew from, I think he flew in from, they'd been in Spain and then Morocco, flew in on Saturday to Auckland. On Sunday, jumped on a plane uh, and went to Wellington and signed on the Monday. So he hasn't been back long. And did I hear him say that he doesn't watch TV as well? Yeah, he doesn't watch TV. So he did all of that without watching any shows or anything? Yeah, apparently. So he reads self, like self help books and improvement books and all that sort of stuff. Better person than me. Yeah, me too. Far better, far better. Uh, Ted has said, if I grabbed your phone, Ricardo, and looked at your most played Spotify playlist, what Metallica song would I hear first? It's a very good question. I, I had a bit of a look, um, and it appears it's uh, Phantom Lord off the uh, first album, Kill Em All. There you go, that's the first one that came up, so... Hope that satisfies your curiosity, Ted. Hey, if you want to play uh, the uh, Oppo Phoenix Fan Challenge, uh, let us know. Get in touch with us, double eight double three. 
just text Phoenix uh, with your name and uh, we'll get in touch. And there are some of those uh, Inco headphones up for grabs. We'll do the uh, Phoenix quiz each week. And I've got to say uh, congratulations to Betsy Hassett, Paige Satchel, Mackenzie Barry, Kate Taylor and Grace Wisniewski. All Phoenix Liberty A-League players have been called up to the Football Ferns. Uh, they have three games coming up shortly. Uh, first one of those is against Portugal, ranked 22nd in the world. That's Friday the 17th at Waikato Stadium. Then they play the 29th ranked Argentinians uh, in Waikato on Monday the 20th. And then they play the Argentinians again at North Harbour Stadium Thursday the 23rd. They will all rejoin the Phoenix squad for the game against Sydney FC at North Harbour Stadium on Sunday the 26th. It's going to be a lot of football uh, for those players in that short period of time. But congratulations to them for being back in the Ferns Mix. Up next, it is the run home here on SENZ.